I'm Aurier Schwartz, along with my co-host, Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the WNBA Insider Show. Each week, we cover different topics important to the W, using X's nose along with key stats who bring honest and critical analysis. A lot of a lot of really interesting stuffs going on, Rachel. Um, you want to talk about the news that just broke this morning? Official? What news? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if you've been following Doug Feinberg, but uh, New York Liberty finally. I believe it's been like what a year and a half, two years. Yeah. Uh, we've been waiting for for some some information. Doug broke last week that or two weeks ago that it was almost finalized um, that the minority owner of the Brooklyn Nets will be buying the team. Um, the cool thing for me, honestly, is because the, the announcement that came out, they're still playing up in Westchester, which really sucks. He seems like the type of guy through talking to some people who's going to invest some money in this, and that's good. Um, I also think it's interesting, and this is a whole episode on its own, owners coming into the league now with the current climate of social reform and change and whatnot, I think are going to be more likely to really invest in other than, let's say, some owners that have been around the league a little bit longer. Yeah. And I think, you know, what even they, they talk about it on the release, kind of um, the philanthropic, I just made that word up, um, charitable type of, um, you know, like things that, that, that their family are into um, and, and just kind of investing into the city of New York and investing into obviously the, the different programs and sports teams around the area have been at the core of who they are as a family. Um, so this is big news. I think it's a big sigh of relief um, for a lot of people. I think it's a, a huge changing of the guard, which probably um, helps tremendously. I think New York needed some big time news. And um, I think, you know, he, he talked about coming in at the right time when the WNBA is, kind of where it's at right now, where its popularity is at the highest it's ever been. And, and New York has an opportunity here and um, to, to make some major changes and to make this, um, you know, like you said, pour some money into it and make this into um, a really desirable place. Um, it's got such a rich history. He acknowledged that um, 22 years and how much it means to the city of New York um, even this, despite some of the moves and, and, you know, we don't need to get into Westchester, um, and any of that, but, um, I think it's just a good sign. It's, it's, uh, I was excited to see it. I think I speak for everyone that it's, uh, kind of a relief and now, you know, I'm excited to see what's, what's, uh, ahead for the Liberty. I, I'm just going to throw this out there. I believe I read he is a connection to the Alibaba, uh, company and my, my hope if nothing else comes from him taking over this team, is that we get some WNBA gear on Alibaba so I can start, uh, you know, I'll, I'll order my, like, rip-off NFL jerseys. I probably shouldn't say that out loud. Um, I'll order the rip-off NFL jerseys and other, you know, old-school basketball jerseys. But I'm hoping I'm hoping we'll be able to get some, uh, some nice WNBA rip-off gear with some kickbacks to the league and the players. Um, other interesting news that's been going on... Um, I'm, I'm a Midwest guy, so we're going to start with the North and move our way South, if that's okay with you, Rachel. Save the best for last. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I will, uh, you know, it depends if you're, if you're deciding best by uh, championship rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maya yeah. Moore, news, news breaks, and, and it originally broke um, from a local reporter at WCCO in Minneapolis uh, stating that rumors have started to swirl that Maya will not be back this coming season. Um, for the Minnesota Lynx. 
Now, in in his report, he did mention slightly, um, you know, oh, it could mean that she's leaving, you know, demanding a trade. It could mean retirement. It could mean just taking a year off. All things that we have seen in the W. We've seen players demand trades. We'll get there later. We've seen players retire early and just because of the toll that it takes on our body. I mean, the the WNBA player, the female athlete lifespan in basketball is so much shorter for professionals than it is for men because they're playing year-round and a plethora of, of other things that the men's side get to kind of keep their bodies in tip-top shape. But, Rachel, what, are you, what were your thoughts initially when you heard Maya wanted out? Well, I mean, I think anytime you hear news like this with a player – the darling of the WNBA, if you will, in Maya Moore. Um, obviously, that's that's groundbreaking news. That's kind of earth shattering in many ways. Um, and but at the same time, I, I you know, you, there's so much speculation. There's so many people who have opinions as to what's going on or what could be going on. I mean, the rumors just absolutely start swirling, and and rightfully so. I mean, it brings up the discussion and what could happen. And um, I think you know, Maya Moore is a is a different is a different bird. You know, she is a very private person. Um, she's a very spiritual person. She's a very focused person. And, um, I think I speak for a lot of people when last year she seemed a little bit off. Um, now you could say the entire entirety of the links seemed a little bit off. So maybe that was just a by- byproduct of that. But given what we saw last year, um, in Minnesota, I, I wasn't surprised by it. You know, and we've, if, if it's just a standpoint of needing to take some time away, we've seen that before. As you said, it takes a toll mentally, um, physically, emotionally, um, kind of what these women are asked to do um, around the clock, year round, to, to continue to perform at their peak. Um, so I'm not surprised that maybe potentially there's talk of taking a year off. Obviously, you've heard things about would Maya Moore ever play again? Um, you've heard rumors about, could Maya Moore be unhappy in Minnesota? Um, is there a potential trade talk with somewhere maybe closer to home like Atlanta? Um, you know, we could go through all these different scenarios, but at, at the end of the day, I don't think we know. Um, and, and if I had to guess, if I had to, you know, we're a betting woman, I would say that Maya will not play this year. Um, it seems like to me, she's, she's, uh, just the vibe I get from her as a person, um, spiritually as well, that, you know, she, she probably just needs to step away for a period of time. And that's completely healthy and completely normal. We've seen it time and time again, but ultimately we don't know, you know, we don't know. Well, and I'll just throw this out there. I mean, all right, again, ultimately we don't know. Maya is very private. I'm not saying that I've spoken to her, her agent or anything like that. I'm, I'm just putting out there my thought process. If I'm, if I'm trying to educatedly, I'll make up a word too because you're doing it. Um, <laughs> run, run through this. Uh, one from the link side point, I would never trade her. If I'm Cheryl, I know there was you know some talk of, oh, if she's demanding a trade, blah blah blah. If I'm Cheryl, I pull the the card where you fly out to Atlanta, you go down there. Obviously, they've been talking this off season. You go and you talk to her and you say, look. You're going through some stuff, whatever it is. I'm sure they know better than we do. Say you're going through some stuff. We support you. The Lynx organization is here for you. This is a drop in the bucket of your career. This is not a big deal. Take some time off. Heal your body up. Get mentally prepared because you are that killer who 
is the face of our franchise. So you miss a year, not a big deal. And the reason I say that is because the flip side, one, if you're the Lynx and you're trading Maya Moore, you want to get a whole hell of a lot back for that. There's like, you're not just going to go, oh yeah, Maya Moore wants out and she's done some great stuff for our team. So, you know, I'm just going to trade her for nothing. That's not how it works. This is a business. Um, Second of all, if we look at it from what we know about Maya, competitiveness, loves basketball, loves family, and loves her faith and her religion. All right. Not knocking any of that. Obviously, if she's considering sitting out, we can put basketball to the side for a moment and say that, you know, family and faith are a little bit higher on her priorities. And that's respectable. If that's true, we have to think about it realistically. The only place that realistically she would be demanding a trade, if she was demanding a trade or wanted a trade, would be closer to her family and faith, which is in Atlanta. Right. Now, if we think it through that, if we're going off that logic, which I think is pretty sound logic, let's think of it this way. Does Atlanta have the keys to get that trade off the ground? I don't think so. I don't. Because not only, the, right, like, who, who, what are the, I, Angel McCautry is an amazing superstar. <laughs> I don't think you do player for player. And then you start talking about, you know, who else they're going to, it just gets very convoluted. And I, I just don't think they have the tools to pull that off. Do you? I don't. I don't at all. I think you'd have to get a third party involved. I don't see um, Coach Reef wanting Angel McCautry. Nothing personal. It's just kind of the, the state of where the links are, um, are, in my opinion, <laughs> needing to kind of re- completely restructure and, and completely refine their own identity. They, they were they were what they were for so long, and now they're not anymore. So um, they've, they've got to revamp kind of everything from top to bottom, especially if Maya's going to sit out. <clears throat> well, and, and let me throw this out there. You know, I know we were, we were texting, so this won't be a complete shock to you. But let me just throw something out there. The biggest issue for me, the Lynx last year, was – the lack of experience or confidence in their young players who would come in for these gods, right? You're coming in for Simone Augustus, Maya Moore, Rebecca Brunson. These are players who have won four championships, five championships, and are just some of the greatest to ever play. So when you come in, and we saw this quite often with uh, with Zandalicini, where she would have a shot and you'd see her thinking about it. Do I shoot it? Being a little bit hesitant. You can't be like that when you're on the court. Back me up on that, Rachel, right? Well, no, not at all. You can't, you can't, you can't be hesitant. You've got to have confidence with it. You know, you've got to be able to know you have the confidence of your head coach behind you. Um, and we did see that, you know, and, and I, to, to kind of go off what you were saying, um, that's, I mean, I think all eyes have got, not all eyes because there's eyes everywhere going on with everything going on right now, but Minnesota, uh, you know, do you tank it and just completely refine it and, and, and change everything? Um, do you try to salvage, you know, a little bit of what you can here and there? I, I honestly, I don't have the answers to that, but. Uh, I got the answer, Rachel. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell me. Okay. Well, uh, this is what I was getting at. All right. Simone Augustus, Rebecca Brunson, I think on certain teams, they could still start. And even on this Lynx team, they could start. I think for the the better of the Lynx, what you need to do, you find one of them, maybe both of them, I think one of them, and you throw them on the bench and they lead that bench mob. Maybe maybe it's Brunson so that you're guaranteed to get a crap ton of rebounds when your second string is in there. And she can kind of bring Zandy under her wing and say, come on. But also having Maya out and having Brunson out, let's say, or Simone out from that starting lineup, you give an opportunity to, let's say you throw Temi at the four, all right? And then you got the Twin Towers there with Sill and Temi. Temi can run. 
Maybe then you get Zambalasini in a little bit. Now you got that work. Like, there are options, I think, with the current roster that we see now. And yes, I understand Simone and Rebecca are free agents, but they're we all know they're going to sign back. Come on. Um, so it, in my mind, a roster like that that plays the solid staple defense of the Minnesota Lynx could be a middle-of-the-pack team that will surprise you in the playoffs. I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, and, and to circle back to what we were what we were talking about when it comes to Maya um, and a potential trade, if we're playing hypotheticals, um, again, I, I I would absolutely be bet everything I own on the fact that Angel would not be going to Minnesota. I just don't think that's even close to being realistic. So, yeah, I mean, you, you got to look at maybe potentially some sort of you know, another team getting involved in, in the midst of a trade, um, Atlanta not having a ton of cap space financially, that, that makes it extremely interesting as well. Um, I, I think that's, that's a long shot, you know, to find a way to get that done where Maya Moore could potentially be in Atlanta for the 2019 season. I'm not saying it's impossible, but man, a lot of things, a lot of stars have to align. Uh, but most importantly, Maya's, you know, kind of, well-being, uh, physically, emotionally, I think has to align first. Um, and I'm not convinced she's going to play this year. So um, I think, I, I guess for myself, just my opinion, I'm preparing that she's going to sit out. Yeah. And and as much as that sucks, I think it, you know, the, it, it's for the better. But I will throw this one thing out. I've seen a lot of, you know, and then we can move on to a few other topics, but I've seen a lot of people talk about oh, the Lynx aren't going to tank out this year because it's Simone and Brunson's last year. I don't think the Lynx would tank out because I don't think Cheryl Reeve would allow that style of play. You know, like, you, there's certain teams that, you know, they might have look to the coming season and say it's not going to be that good. But I, I could not see the Lynx tanking out. Um, and in all honesty, again, you can make some great moves. Deep draft. Mm-hmm. You get a good you get a good draft play, pick, you know, someone who can score. I I will I'm not counting the links out this next year. I I don't know. I'm not I'm not sold on it. But time to move on to um, well, probably the biggest story, the most dominant story of the of the the news cycle right now. New York has a new owner. LA's gotten uh some new hires, and that kind of leads us to Lizzie. <laughs> Liz Cambage, uh, reports came out yesterday from us, from you, Rachel. Um, Liz Cambage demanding a trade or requesting a trade. Um, I guess it's semantics at that point. Wants out from Dallas. Um, and, you know, the team had to issue a statement about it, which you don't often see when a player's uh, asking for a trade. The team demand a statement. I'm just going to say, say my little piece real quick. Um, and then I want you to talk a little bit, Rachel. <laughs> my my little piece is, it, we can talk, like, no, I have not spoken to Liz. I do not know her logic or her reasoning. Um, you know, calls to her management team have been, uh, have been ignored. We have not gotten responses yet. But what I will say is, if you look at it from this perspective, if she wants out from Dallas, I, I think it's easy to put a few things together. She's been open about wanting to go to L.A. earlier in her career. She has been open about the W not paying her enough money. So it's obviously something besides the W that is coming into her decision. And when I think about that, I think about, all right, what are possibilities fit-wise? She's not necessarily chasing a championship. All right? If she's chasing a championship, 
and that's her goal, fine. Seattle, Phoenix, uh, maybe Minnesota, maybe Atlanta are, are kind of, you know, the teams if you want to chase the championship, right? But for me, I look at it and I say Lizzie's more focused on her other brands and other stuff that's going on in her life. And so she would want to be going to a larger market. So I think that kind of eliminates basically everybody except three teams, LA, Vegas, and New York. Now, obviously New York with the new announcement of a new coach kind of changes things slightly, but those are the only three that I think are even plausible in her mind of what she would want as far as market-wise. And let's be honest, no offense to New York and the New York Liberty fans, I don't think if you're comparing Sparks and Aces, the Liberty on that same tier. With the Sparks, you're going into a known winning franchise. You got Candace Parker, you got Neka Agumake, you got Vidiva, and you got Chelsea Gray. But obviously, to get Lizzie, you're going to have to drop one of those people at least, if not more. Um, and then also, you got to talk about Vegas. I mean, Vegas' front office has made it abundantly clear that their main focus is putting their players in prime pro athlete positions, you know, putting them out there and giving them the respect that they really deserve. So uh, Rachel, talk to me. I mean, th that's where my mindset is through talking to some people with knowledge. Well, you just hit on about 800 topics there that I could go off on a <laughs> tangent with. But, um, you know, I, I just want to start by this is it's a it's like a bittersweet thing for me um, in a lot of ways, because the news I don't know. It's hard. But but at the end of the day, one, we 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 were first and foremost hoping that Liz Cambage was going to come back to the WNBA. Um, to hear something like this would automatically make you believe she is planning on coming back, given this can go through. She wants to be in the WNBA. Maybe there is a franchise or maybe a couple franchises she would really want to be involved with. Um I, I kind of I disagree with you on the chasing the championship um, kind of notion, and 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 I, not not terribly, but but really, I, I think Liz wants a championship. Um, Liz Cambage is the most dominant player in the world, and I think wherever Liz goes, a championship um, they automatically at least have to become in the discussion of a contender if you have the right pieces around her. Uh, now, but my my question for that, and I, I agree with you. Do you think that has to do with the fact that the team, like we saw last year, how competitive this whole league is? Do you think because of that, it's more because of that aspect, she can focus more on other things that she wants in a team? Potentially, potentially, you know. And I and I I think we even saw with Dallas, we had them for a period of time. Uh, when they were really rolling, it's like, man, Dallas had the ability to go beat anyone any given night. They were just incredibly inconsistent, and they struggled in <laughs> many different areas on any given night. But the talent was there, the skill was there. You had the Dom, you had Liz Cambage, and and so I I don't think it's anything personal to Brian Agler. Um, I I, I had I think it has actually nothing to do with that. I think probably. If I had to speculate, you know, you're looking at Liz, and I, I agree with you on the branding. Um, I agree with you on the glitz and the glamour. Um, you know, we, we all know that Cam Beige is all into the DJ life. Um, you know, like kind of her brand and, and her position 
um, in the sports world outside of, you know, just playing in the WNBA. So this is a, a personal move as well. This is probably a well-being move. Um, and I think, you know, she saw her coach get fired. I think there was a lot of emotional strain and kind of what went down last year. And, and, and maybe she's feeling like, you know what, I just need a fresh start. You know, mentally, this is what's best for me. I'm going to, I'm going to request this. Now it's easy to sit here and think, all right, the timing, right? Like, like LA announced their assistant coaches yesterday. And then I broke the news like two hours later about Liz requesting a trade. This has been going on um, for, for a period of time. And I, I think it's a strategic move by the Sparks to hire Fred Williams, um, given Liz and his relationship. They're very close. Liz already wants to be there. Uh, but I, I, I think at the end of the day, Dallas truly controls the situation here. Um, I I have a really hard time trying to wrap my mind around what that trade would look like um, because Candace isn't going, isn't going to go anywhere. I don't see NECA going anywhere. I don't see Chelsea going anywhere. So, so you're getting down to like Maria Vadiva, which I know Agler is a huge fan of Maria Vadiva. She's a talented player, but is that a trade worthy of the most dominant player in the world? I, I well, also, well, also, if if one of the issues for LA last year was kind of pace and transition. How are you going to do that when you got three bigs in your starting lineup now? Are you really going to knock NECA down to the bench? I don't know. You know, right? Exactly. And that's even more so why you would have to include one of those, one of those bigs yeah. in it. So what's, so what, so what I think is interesting, what makes more logical sense, uh, if we're talking glitz and glam, um, we're, we're talking a franchise that is a premier franchise. Obviously that's, that's the LA sparks. They're always going to be the glitz and glam. It's LA. Um, but I mean, let's look at the aces. I mean, what, what they did last year and that from just a branding standpoint, um, just a investment standpoint. I mean, that, that's the place to be. There's no doubt about it in my mind. I mean, they've completely got it going on there. So I think Vegas has a lot of trade power, uh, there's a lot of different routes you can go that go through that from a number one pick um, down through, you know, Mariah Jefferson's and, and Biggs. You know, the, I think that they, they have got to be more appealing uh, from for being able to create a deal with Dallas to get this done. Now, is Liz open to that? Would she be open to going Las, to Las Vegas or is she going to be so set on um, in L.A.? that maybe this turns into something where they can't get it done and she sits out. Who knows? Because I think uh, there's a lot <laughs> that could still go on. But as you said, I, I think there's when they make that announcement and this comes out, this no longer becomes a deal between two teams. This becomes, you know, everyone's trying to get involved. I could see New York trying to get in. This is New York City we're talking about. They have trade power there with the number two pick and potentially like a Tina Charles. You know, you could get something done with that. I wouldn't be surprised, but um, or at least them trying to get involved in the mix. Um, and I honestly, I'll add one more in there just just for the sake of it, um, that maybe she would even potentially entertain. And that could be like in Atlanta. Um, now, how that gets done, I'm not sure. I have no idea, but I'm just well, because because and we've talked about this, Atlanta. I think it would, you'd struggle to find the right pieces to trade for her because a lot of a lot of the key pieces Atlanta would be able to trade is elements that Dallas already has. Now, you brought something up interesting. New York, New York's interesting to me because they're essentially starting from scratch, not just with a coaching or not just with the ownership, but 
You have like two players on roster, on contract for next year, including the recently cored Tina Charles. So you really have an opportunity to start fresh. If you get Liz, and I'm not, again, if you get Liz, you then can create your whole team around her. What would be the best fit? Obviously, there's going to be elements that you can't really work with. You know, there's only so many players out there. But you really get to try and create a team around the most dominant player. Um, I mean, hey, if you get Liz and you can somehow get, you know, Elena Beard, that... Yeah. I'm just saying that because Beard's just the best. I, 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 I feel like... New York makes sense from a geographical standpoint and the glitz and glam standpoint, uh, being New York City, if you will. Uh, but m- I just, I can't, I don't know. My, my opinion, I, I, it's just the perception of what New York has been the last couple of years that I think is probably, you know, um, not the greatest. That has to be rebuilt. And I can't imagine Liz wanting to be a part of that. And this is just, well, know, this is kind of my opinion. Well, Oh, yeah. But then I'd even add to it. I mean, I think the one that kind of checks all the boxes, uh, so to speak, would be Vegas. They have they have the ability to get rid of, you know, a top draft pick point guard of recent who could still be molded and created. And we've seen Agler's ability to utilize good scoring guards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even on top of that, it fits her kind of glitz and glam whateverness. You can get some back, and I mean, for Vegas, think about Vegas with Liz, Asia, and McBride. <laughs> I mean, like, how insane is that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about it. Don't worry. <laughs> it's, it's insane. All right, all right. There, there, there's too much there that we could go on forever. Something we do want to touch on, though, is the rest of the uh, unrestricted free agents, if you will. It's it's very interesting because in my mind, you know, you have the players who we kind of expect to go back to their, to what I'll call their home turf to their teams. Um, you know, players like Simone Augustus, Rebecca Brunson, uh, Tippett, I, I, we would assume Monique Curry also. Um, but the players who it's interesting, you know, Latoya Sanders was like one of the top on my list. All right. My list is like Elena Beard, TRP, Tierra Ruffin Pratt. Allie Quigley and Latoya Sanders. Now, obviously, Allie Quigley is going back, right? She just got married, and her wife plays for Chicago. I, I feel like that's a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, I would be shocked. That, that that's a no-brainer in my opinion. Yeah, and then you add to that. So, like, really, in my mind, the top free agents who who might not be back with their team, um, TRP, Latoya Sanders. The team has made it clear they want her back, mm-hmm. and they're going to make a strong move for her. Karima Christmas Kelly is up there, underrated. Uh, what's going to happen with her? She's the type of player who could go over to, you know, there, there's a lot of players, I guess, in the under, unrestricted free agent pool that uh, are the type of, I, I talk about New York like this. You're full of sixth woman of the years. Tons of players that if you were to go to a team that's missing that like singular piece, you would take them to that next level. I'll say that with Prince. I'll say that with Shavante Zellis. Mm-hmm. You know, if they go to a team that is is missing that off-the-bench firepower, they could really be that. Um, Grand January, like we, we – obviously, if you're Phoenix, you're doing everything you can to get her back, I right? would imagine so, yes. So, I mean, to me, the questions are really L.A. players like Essence Carson, Elena Beard, and Lucrana Williams. 
you know, where are they going? Do they want to go back with this new coaching staff? Do they want to try their hand out on, a, on another team? Um, there, there's a lot of questions there, Rachel. Well, I mean, is, is there a player that sticks out to you? Well, I think like an Essence Carson, she's got a ton of involvement in LA. Um, I don't see that being a move at all. Um, at least that one I can speak to. Um, I, I, I guess, you know, I think if there's going to be a massive uh, move with L.A., it's going to be someone like Liz Campage or a, a push to really make that happen. If that doesn't go down, I could see it being a similar scenario. Maybe you bring in a couple different pieces, uh, but I think we're going to see that core remain. I don't think we're going to see a lot of changes from that standpoint to Chelsea Gray's, um, you know, from the free agency standpoint. I, I think they're I think they're going to remain. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I would I, – I always keep bringing up Lana Beard because I would love to see her on some of these other teams because her shutdown defense would just take anybody to that next level, just to a ridiculously competent lockdown defense. I mean, throw her throw her on Chicago, throw her on Minnesota, throw her throw her on Dallas, or throw her on New yeah, York. Yeah, but if I'm, LA, if I'm in L.A., I'm doing everything I can to get her back. Oh yeah, and 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 really, the only thing that could really really hold her back is her. I feel like if she has any issues with the with the new coaching staff and her ties to the DC area, because um, you know she's from the area and and still lives out here. There's there's a lot more to discuss, Rachel. I'm sure we'll have to have another episode mm-hmm. as soon as you know we break a little bit more news. Some other stuff pops up. Something I do want to remind people: if you're listening to this podcast, we are having uh, we are opened to uh, hiring staff beat reporters. Also, video specialists. Video specialists, our guy Nick uh, will be training you in video. So, you know, if you're not fully aware of, of all the, the, the ins and outs of how to make, you know, videos and whatnot, and you're interested in learning, you think you'd be a good fit, shoot us an email, send us a, a DM on Twitter, Instagram, what, what have you. Rachel, anything you want to close out before uh, we say bye to the folks? Does this mean you're firing me? Rachel, I would never fire you. <laughs> Unless, unless you disagree with me one more time. Oh, no, I'm good. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, keep the conversation going. You know, everything that's going on right now is just exciting. I, I love kind of just seeing people's different opinions, people's thoughts. Um, I think just the buzz going around the league right now is um, incredibly exciting. Um, and it just speaks to the growth and the excitement surrounding it. So keep the conversations going. We'll keep uh, breaking stuff when we can. and. Uh, Talk to you guys soon. I'm Aria Schwartz, and that's Rachel Galligan. This has been the WNBA Insider Show. Each week we cover different topics important to the W using X's and O's along with key stats.